Hey, Kingsters, and welcome to Six Sheets Under. My name's Reggie. And I'm Jason. And today we are going to be talking about autonomous sensi- sensory meridian response, also known as ASMR. I feel like you missed a giant opportunity there to whisper that right into the microphone. Oh, no, I think we're going to do a bonus episode one of these days where we will do ASMR. Just do the whole thing in ASMR. I mean, we could. I mean, technically speaking, yeah, we could. I don't know if we have delectable, tasty voices for it, but I, I know, you know, I know that lack of talent has never held me back. <laughs> right. So remember, kids, trying is half the battle. That's how it goes, right? Exactly. You never succeed if you never try. Exactly. And everything's on the internet forever. So I guess we should explain before we get too much further into it what ASMR is for the non uh, or for the uh, non-initiated into that. So technically, it's a form of paresthesia, and it's auditory tactile synesthesia, meaning the the sense of hearing something will trigger a different sense within the body. The most common any... one I have seen is if you're looking around on YouTube and you come across that, uh, come across those clickbaity, this is ASMR videos and it's just a lady clacking her fingernails down on the table for 20 minutes and you don't quite understand what's going on. You kind of have to put yourself into the right mindset, but that's ASMR. It's meant to when you're, when the lady's clacking her fingernails on the desk there, it's supposed to give you the tingles up your spine. Yeah, there's a lot of different types of asmr like you're saying the whispering that's a really popular one i know uh, a lot of people use that as like a calming or again since you know it wouldn't be six sheets under if we didn't talk about the kink side yeah some people do use it sexually yeah and it can be arousing with uh currently right now uh her thing is uh she listens to uh, erotic audiobooks, and some of those implement some kind of ASMR component to them. That's where I've yeah. commonly seen it used in the kink variety. Well, and it could be breathing, it could be moaning. Yeah, when it's yeah when it's driven in the sexual aspect. But I mean, it can also be like the same kind of thing where fingers on a chalkboard will you'll send shivers up your spine. That's a tactile feeling coming from an auditory sense. Yeah, to be clear, so ASMR can be both good and bad. It could, you know, the, as Reggie was saying, nails on a chalkboard, or it could be like a sensual whispering in your ear gives you a good tingle up your spine as opposed to nails on a chalkboard making you want to claw your eyeballs out. Yeah, or even like rain having yeah. a calming effect, having like a relaxing effect for some people. That's what I use primarily to go to sleep, actually. And that's another component of ASMR. A lot of people use it to uh, go to sleep. It helps relax them. I have a, I have a little machine that I use where it uh, generates rain sounds and it really calms me down and relaxes me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the whole synesthesia thing, that's just the one sense leading to another. Yeah. Like I've heard of the people, like certain people, like see words or numbers as each letter has its own color or flavor. I taste words. Yeah. I mean, that's something that it's hard to explain 
to people that have never experienced it. Yeah, it but, really yeah. is hard to explain. It it it's not like a sharp taste or anything in my case, but certain words will trigger like, and it doesn't even have to be food related. Certain words just taste funny to me. They leave like this weird aftertaste in your mouth. Yeah. The first thing I could find, like the earliest date where it was officially noted online was in 2007 in a forum. Pretty much ASMR was born out of forums and chat rooms. That makes sense because Reggie being the scholar that he is has done most of the research on this episode. I have been busy with work and other things and we kind of seat of our pants to this one. But uh, knowing how everything has rolled, I didn't hear about ASMR being you know, at the term ASMR. I've heard of what ASMR is. I just never called it that. I didn't hear about ASMR personally until 2015, 2016, when it started circulating around Reddit with the whisper videos and the people crinkling paper and stuff. Yeah, YouTube really kind of like propelled it quite well. A bit. It started out on Twitch, if I'm remembering correctly, because it was like a big deal on Twitch when it was in the early days of IRL streaming where there really wasn't a lot of moderation, but there still was enough to where you couldn't just be a skin streamer if, mm-hmm. and just completely get naked on stream. So it was a way for people to generate a lot of views because it would make people feel good. And then that moved to YouTube. And then from YouTube, it just became what I like to refer to as the cancer of the internet, where it just kind of went, hey, everybody who wants to, you know, generate some clickbait, tag everything ASMR. Yeah, as of 2021, there are 15 million ASMR videos on YouTube alone. And only about 10 of them are probably good. I mean, you can argue that. I mean, ASMR is popular enough that brands like KitKat, like if you watch a KitKat commercial, there's always that snap. There's always very noise driven with that candy. Yeah, I think one of the most famous ad campaigns, I think some of the most famous ad campaigns that have utilized it aren't just for brand recognition, but they make you feel a certain way. Like if you watch a commercial Mm -hmm. for a Nintendo Switch, they always have that distinct click at the beginning of it. And that isn't meant, that's designed to evoke an ASMR like response in people. Yeah. Or like, yeah, attaching a memory to that noise. Yeah. Yeah, and probably the reason you didn't really hear about it till 2015, 2016, I mean, it wasn't even given an actual name until 2010. Yeah. So, I mean, it was being talked about in 2007, and on forums, they were trying to name it, but the people that were using it sexually kept coming up with, like, over-sexualized names for it, and the people that (laughs) use it for, you know, calming effect. Yeah. So... The person the kink community is, coming up with an over-sexualized name for something and then realizing it's a bad idea after the fact? <laughs> so it was named in 2010, arguably. This is what I found. It's attributed to someone named Jennifer Allen. Huh. And she gave it the autonomous sensory meridian response because that's just a straightforward, this is what it does. This is basically, she created a scientific term for it. 
Yeah. And then the kink community came up with ASMR erotica. So that's the erotic form of ASMR. Understandable. Oh, I have been reading around and in my uh, quick cursory search, I have also figured out that this is a very, very divisive topic with people. I have, I, and most of the time, it's fairly clear on what classifies a fetish and what doesn't. I have been reading in my quick cursory glances about everything that this is a very divisive topic in the ASMR community. Like there are, there is the, um, the subset of the community that is, oh, this isn't a fetish at all. This is a feeling and a response. And th this needs to not be fetishized at all. Like, for example, I was reading it up. And one of the first things you do with, you know, like if you Google the, the most basic term, you know, for our podcast is, is insert topic here a fetish. And one of the first Google results you will, you will find is from the subreddit r slash unpopular opinion. It says, and I quote, unpopular opinion, ASMR is a sexual fetish. This shit is so vile. That being said, I don't care what people into, are into. I think everyone on earth share, either shares or is disgusted by other people's fetishes, each their own. Where ASMR gets dark is that it's extremely popular with young children. It's sexual, nothing more nor nothing less than that. And then it has five pages of comments that is a that is a treatise that's either for or against it being, being a fetish. And where, you know, like, I'm, I'm going to say it right now. I don't think that it is a hypersexual fetish. I agree that there, there is a lot of children that are into it because it, you know, it, it's kind of a cool thing to, to mess around with when you're saying, when you're taught, Hey, when you're a kid, if you were told, Hey, watch this video, it'll make your spine tingle. Would you not watch it? Exactly. Well, but I mean, I 95, is this one commenter is saying I 95% of ASMR from what I'm seeing is intended to be non-sexual. It's meant for a therapeutic use as in relaxing the, you know, relaxing or other kind of, you know, applications. The 5% I have run into has been things like using it for, you know, to add flourish to erotic novels, or there's specific places you go, and it's not just really easy to find that kind of thing where there's erotic audio. Like you say, like, like I know a couple of people who run an OnlyFans where one of the things you can buy off their menu is strictly, you know, like, hey, if you want somebody to, you know, order you around and do some ASMR with you, you can pay a nominal mm -hmm. fee and get them to record something for you. Like, uh, like different forms of ASMR role-playing. Yeah. Like I found online uh, personal attention role-play versus clinical role-play where like the attention is like you were saying, like an OnlyFans kind of thing where yeah, that, it can where be Where I've like, seen it used a lot is in, um, I forgive me, my brain's kind of blanking out right now. I don't know if we've covered uh, J-O-Y as a fetish, but a lot of, there's a lot of crossover with JOI and ASMR on OnlyFans, mm -hmm. where you have where you have the person you're buying the audio from, the worker, reading. Uh, they're you, called ASM artists. Hmm. They're called ASM artists. Yeah, the ASM artist giving you instructions on how to you know, how to you know masturbate, but at the same point, then having the auditory component with it where they, yeah. you know, moan in your ear or whatever, and they instruct you, you know, it works better with headphones on. 
Yeah, especially if you're able to, with the headphones in, uh, I've read that a lot of people enjoy getting the sensation of the noise moving from one ear to the other as if someone was like moving around the room or was there. Stuff's like, trippy. I tried that out. I tried that out a few days ago when we came up with this topic, kind of trying to, you know, immerse myself in the in in it a little bit. I, I can't particularly get into it. I'm not going to knock anybody who does it, but it was just weird for me. I don't know if that's because I had the wrong headphones or what. It just, it was weird. <laughs> yeah, I think it's something you got to kind of get used to. Like, yeah, if I have both headphones in and I'm only hearing out of one of them, it like trips me out. Yeah, but I have I always... AirPod Pros and they have that new spatial audio feature. And thankfully, they there was a glitch with it where it would enable it on when you were only wearing one AirPod. And I was listening to a movie that had that feature enabled and it was weird <laughs> oh because it would come and go probably right yeah it, yeah it came and you know, came and went out of my left ear and i was like going what the this no <laughs> yeah if I, have both, if I have both headphones in like i gotta have noise coming from both of them <laughs> otherwise right. i feel like there's like a weird pressure buildup in my head oh god the that's, ones that that's uncomfortable yeah, because my I always get ones that go in the ear because I don't like big bulky ones, even though yeah. I probably invest in like some noise canceling big ass ones. But well, you've seen my know. kitty ear ones and you've seen my uh, my yeah, AirPods. Kitty ear ones are cool. <laughs> Hot pink with LED lights. I do not mind them at all. So kawaii. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah, I mean, ASMR, like, is one of the most, like, popular forms of the sensory, one sense leading to another. Yeah. But, I mean, there's also, like, the tactile, which I had a partner who really enjoyed that, like, light finger, like, just the light fingertips brushing, like, an arm or the back. Yeah, And that would give her like pleasant shivers and relax them. And yeah. So, I mean, my partner is not... the same way. My partner likes the light touches on the cheek and the back. Yeah. So there's a lot of different forms of that, but ASMR is just really like, it's more accessible because of Twitch, because of YouTube because you can just put on like an audio clip and listen to it at any time. You don't yeah. need a secondary party. Yeah. It's not like something where you have to, you know, go out of your way and you <laughs> hire somebody to come to your house with a booth or something. Yeah. Right. I mean, you still can. I mean, technically you can, if you're like Kanye West or something, but <laughs> sorry, I sorry. That just brought up the point that I don't know if Kanye West is still living in that, living in that stadium or not. And I actually, I found the, uh, while I was doing the research, I found the first date and who posted on the forum about the sensation of ASMR before it was named. And it was October 19th, 2007. And it was posted on the online forum, Steady Health, by the user okay, Whatever. And <laughs> by the user okay, Whatever. <laughs> yep, that was his... That was his handle, or their handle. I can't say. No, I can say it was a guy because 
in the article it describes him as a guy but uh well let's not make assumptions he how he they wrote about their experience of asmr since childhood but it had no name it was never really discussed up until then and as soon as they posted that other people started responding saying yes i experienced that too i respond to sounds and auditory triggers and then that kind of cascaded all the way yeah it's one of those things where you need to where it's one of those great moments in history okay whatever has just discovered a new fetish yeah i mean it's been like it's so popular it's even been on like various netflix specials and shows yeah Um, they've talked about it even on bill maher's show like it it's becoming bigger and bigger and it can be something as simple like i've seen videos of people just crinkling up wrapping paper yeah my uh my partner's into stuff like that she thinks it's really satisfying i don't like i don't i don't quite get it like it's one of those ones where i'm not gonna knock anybody but it's really hard for me to get into it kind of thing yeah yeah i'm more visual myself like i'll watch a video of someone building like an ikea shelf for an hour mine is and be relaxed by that mine's lego like the master builders yeah the master builders working with legos are now it's been model kits and gundams yep those are always fun to watch yeah but yeah uh the two camps you're either into the erotica or you're not and your opinion will be very (laughs) strong about it yeah and it isn't helped by, and I'm uh, I, I'm gonna only dip my toe into the into the waters of politics here. It's one of those things where, and I've been looking as I did research. The only thing I'm gonna say on it is this can get really dicey at points when you're looking at it. When we do research on some of this stuff, it can get really dicey because you never know what certain political factions have politicized and made completely wacko you know far out there conspiracy theory as claims about and asmr is one of those ones where it's kind of been latched onto by the think about the children think about mm-hmm. the children people because they're all sitting here going they're making the kids read all this stuff and it's weird and i'm going oh could we just not like i have found like like it's it's a weird crossover where you get some of these people who see something's popular and then they try to glom their political ideology and everything else onto it to try and demonize it because they don't understand it or like it well welcome to the kink fetish community (laughs) right pretty much everything (laughs) right it's just one of those ones where i'm sitting here going it's sound yep and yeah i mean like that's said, not you, to say that if this stuff is happening, we condone it. Just, just for the record. <laughs> yeah, but no, I have. Yeah, I have my own personal feelings about kids being on the internet, just in general. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's very de- divisive. Like I was saying, but in the breathing and like the whispering, even if it's not sexual, like that is kind of an intimacy there. Yeah, at its core. But I mean, intimacy doesn't have to be a kink. Doesn't have to be sexual. It doesn't have to be sexual. 
Yeah, but it is naturally intimate to have that whispering because you feel like you're closer to someone. You feel like, you know, you're more drawn in. Even if you're not responding in ASMR way, if someone's whispering to you, that's almost like a secretive bond, you know? Yeah. Oh, let's see here. Yeah, I'm looking something you, up just because yeah, I'm I trying to You see. had some some fun forums and yeah, so. I'm looking something up. Give me one second here because I want to see one thing here. Um, yeah, so one of my friends right now who uh, runs an OnlyFans, she charges 30 bucks for like a 10-minute clip of ASMR. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's also a pretty lucrative business if you're in the, if, if you're in the industry. Because yeah, people but there's are so much out there. There's yeah. so much out there. I'm sure it's hard to break into. It is hard to break into, but when oh, but this particular friend she has the she has the added bonus of having a really cute accent. So, <laughs> yeah, Americans love accents, right? Oh, let me see here. But no, you so, can find anything on ASMR and ASMR. There's whole subreddits dedicated to different varieties of ASMR, be it paper crinkling. You know, yeah. like there's one that I think that the weirdest one that I found and I've been trying to look it up, but of course it got lost in the fucking ether is there's one where it's just ASMR of somebody building a Lego set. Oh, like you can hear the snap and the like you can hear the click the... and them ruffling through pieces and stuff like yeah. it, it, like there is everything from women moaning in your ear to, you know, describing, you know, massaging your feet to building Legos. <laughs> if we so, do an asm if we do an asmr video or audio we need to do like something like really obscure like <laughs> reading a weird news article or something <laughs> like get a I'm, national Enquirer and read right? like do asmr about bigfoot asmr reading encyclopedia dramatica <laughs> <laughs> a dramatic reading of dramatica <laughs> so i just realized looking at my notes here so there's a form of paresthesia where you get the sensation of insects crawling all over you a oh lot god people, i don't want to talk about that yeah well a lot of people going through rehab and stuff and like withdrawals that's a common thing to feel and yeah. it's called formication and that's the sensation of insects crawling on you and i just Wonderful. realized that formication there's a book called ender's game i don't know if you've ever read it it's one of my favorite i books have read ender's game i have read all all of the ender series the insect aliens in that movie are called the formix yep formication formix i <laughs> just now i just now got that we learned something today children we are not educators we learn too <laughs> by the way we are totally making that a shirt <laughs> oh no we will make a shirt that says we are not educators we need a merch store we need uh, that's the next thing we need we need a merch store back on my soapbox about selling out to the lowest common denominator <laughs> yep at any time we want to educate i want money no 
Yeah, I mean the way it's the, the, blown no, up. Here's just... some of the headlines that I've come up with because I, I did promise you that there were some crazy headlines. ASMR creators want you to know it's art, not a weird sexual fetish. By Vice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw. There's like Vice did multiple articles on it from like each side. Yeah, and then there's in all caps. Is ASMR a fetish? Pretty much anything can be a fetish, right? As my oh, as my man. go-to answer to goes when anybody says, "Is that a fetish?" and I go, "Just note, there are people out there who get off looking at pictures of insects fucking people. Everything is a fetish, and I'm not judging. I'm just saying that everything's a fetish." Let's yeah. see here. What's up with AMR? Well, oh God, here's a good one that I didn't catch before, ladies and gentlemen. The king of the, 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 the uh, cream of the crop here from r slash ASMR itself. It's shit like this that makes people think the ASMR is a weird fetish. And it's linked to a BuzzFeed article that says how to have a food gasm without eating. <laughs> and of course, it's just that BuzzFeed terribleness that's just a bunch of pictures with really crap text on it. <laughs> and then uh, yep. This was the one I specifically wanted to highlight because it had some of the best responses. Because the first one is, to some people, ASMR is a fetish. But then it comes up immediately with, of course, a deleted accounts response. Deleted says, as can my little pony and anything else. Yeah, and going back to the food thing, I mean, there's the whole like mukbang watching people eat food. Like, yeah. Large amounts of food, people get off to that. Yeah, that and then one, there's the I, ASMR I, I of listening. I watch food reviews and stuff like that. I didn't until you brought it up as a fetish. I never considered it to be one because I don't I don't get you know that doesn't push the buttons, but I can see how it could for some people. I mean, I'll wa I I enjoy those videos. Like I watch uh I watch eating videos where they go to a certain city and try different restaurants. Yeah. Or uh strictly strictly dumplings simply dumplings i think's the channel on youtube but he'll yeah. go to like 7-eleven buy everything and then eat it and then and then work out for 19 hours the next day he he actually does yeah he works out a yeah. shit ton apparently but yeah, yeah I mean, i've been watching watch i've been watching some some of the tiktokers that i do one of them is Stefan Johnson. He's a he's a voiceover artist and also runs like a food YouTube channel. And occasionally he'll like review some of the new new fast food items that are out. And I'll be like, eh, that's interesting. Mostly because I like, well, you know, like hearing people's opinion on things. And I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah. Like Apparently the, uh... there is an ASMR fetish song called uh, uh, ASMR fetish song by a band called Voight Kampf, which, if you know, Blade Runner is a nice little joke for me. Mm hmm. They call it, um, apparently in, Jap in Japanese, I, I am not even going to attempt to butcher it, so don't even ask me to, but apparently the Japanese for a term for ASMR is sound fetish. So, Yeah, it's starting to pick up uh, more popularity over in the uh, Asian countries. Yeah. Like, it, it's actually appearing on their television shows and stuff like that now. That is another thing where I've been reading about it, where a lot of the interest I've seen in it have picked up over the last year because, well, I'm fairly introverted and I'm guessing you are too. 
from a lot of it. You don't like hanging around too much. But I can see where a lot of extroverted people over the last 18 months due to the <laughs> current global health crisis registered trademark um, and having to stay inside needed some way to just feel, you know, like feel yeah. more normal in quotes. And I can, I can feel understand. Like That'd be an there. interesting way to, you know, to, to have that used in a therapeutic aspect. Yeah. Well, and also I think ASMR has gotten more popular as technology has gotten better. Yeah. Like it definitely. used to be just somebody with a somebody with a hundred dollar blue microphone and a pop filter, and now it's like you have I've seen whole setups for that stuff. Like there are like whole like there are whole amateur porn stars that their whole thing isn't just it isn't being naked, it's just ASMR videos. Yep. Yeah, a lot of the uh, ASMRotica is like clothed. Yeah. And it's more focused on the audio aspect as the fetish. Yeah, there's well, like like the main one I'm seeing right now is there's like a couple of them, like Kira Star is one where she'll just have pages and pages of ASMR videos that you can just buy. And she's just mm -hmm. completely, well, she's wearing a sexy outfit, but she's not naked or anything. I know that there's also the form of ASMR that's almost unintentional. And one thing that comes to mind that I think everyone will go, oh, totally, is Bob Ross. Yeah, you're right. Damn that's, straight. That is unintentional. You know, we're going to paint a hat. It's unintentional, but people get response to hearing his voice and yeah, the way and he speaks and his patterns. I mean, th this might have a little bit of crossover too with things like there's a whole forum on the internet called Futurama Sleepers. Have you heard of this phenomenon? No. It's a bunch of people who cannot sleep unless they're listening to an episode of Futurama. So they put an episode of Futurama in the background to help them go to sleep. Mm. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, it's, that's pretty much a really directed one, but that's not much different than people that have to sleep with the TV on. Yeah. Like there's whole articles about that. Well, one of them's from cracked, but, mm -hmm. but I mean, there's like whole articles about it where there are people like, yeah, I can't sleep unless there's an episode of Futurama on or stuff like that. So. Yeah. Well, and then like opposite of ASMR is the sensory deprivation tanks. Oh God. You can get similar like sensory reactions, even though you have nothing to trigger it. Yeah, that gets into some of the the pseudosciencey stuff that I like getting into because there's been a couple of bits of popular media that have really delved into what a sensory deprivation tank can do. One of them being the television show Fringe, and the other yep. one being yeah, you know what I'm talking uh. about, right? Yep. Where they stick Olivia in the sensory deprivation tank to do assist her crossing over. <laughs> Stuff like that. Right. Not that I not that I say that's real. It's obviously like, you know, science fiction, but I can understand from both aspects of it. I'm trying to remember what the movie was called, but they use a sensory deprivation tank, hook her brain up to the brain of a serial killer. And the, the other one I was thinking Halle of Berry. was actually the whole plot of the movie Source Code. Never seen it. 
uh, then I'm going to casually back out because I don't want to unintentionally spoil the movie for anybody who wants to. I just highly recommend the movie. It's a great science fiction movie from about 2012. Starts Jake Gyllenhaal trying to stop um, a train bombing. And he has a time machine that he keeps going, you know, he's given the chance to stop this train bombing over and over and over again until he can finally do it. So he sucks at his job. <laughs> well, getting that's, into that's it, what I'm the, picking up. Yes. Jake Gyllenhaal sucks at his job for an hour and a half. And then you realize what actually is going on and go, oh, God, that's gruesome. Boom. See, that's all I need to know. <laughs> yeah. And scientifically. It's still kind of like argued, like, uh, like different most universities, yeah, whether it's real or not. But I mean, it's hard to prove something if you can't feel it yourself. Yeah, the so. other thing is, is it's one of those things where whether or not the trigger is intentional or unintentional could affect the results of how you do it. You know, like, like it's a really difficult thing to actually measure. Because it's dependent yeah. on whether or not, like, if you're trying to prove that it actually is a thing that can spontaneously occur naturally, you need the trigger to not be intentional, meaning it has to be something that just incidentally happens in life. Yeah. And you just have I, to happen to be recording it, which then makes it really difficult to I think Big, Bang Theory, Big Bang Theory did a whole episode about, like, senses setting off other things like one of the uh girls is developing like or is studying how different senses affect other things with this big ass like helmet she puts on a dude and it's supposed to be like cutting edge science so i mean like i said it's something that's very difficult to prove to the point where a show like that like big bang theory is making jokes about it well, it's one of a couple of things because it came up on Mythbusters. Or recently, Adam Savage has been talking about Mythbusters stuff. And this falls under the column of it was one of the myths you know, in quotes that he wanted to test. But he said it was extremely difficult for him to actually come up with a control that would work in 45 minutes. Yeah. Like there was no real control experiment for it to, you know, confirm or deny. Yeah, there's no baseline. There's no baseline for it that you can really easily, you know, digest in 45 minutes and come up with a with a mythbustery way, a mythbustery way to, you know, test it. Well, this was a fun episode to get back into the swing of things. Yeah. We got a uh, really scientific in this one, I think. Oh, a lot more uh, a lot more actual note taking. Yeah, come for the dick and fart jokes, stay for the actual <laughs> science. That's our motto here, right? I mean, moving forward, we could do that. I don't know if we, we could really be too scientific about a dude fucking a car, no. but we can try. <laughs> no. And also, again, I mean, to all the returning listeners, thank you for bearing with us. I know our recording schedule has been a little bit crazy. We've got a couple of moves going on and just a whole bunch of stuff going on. So thank yeah. you all for sticking with us. But we're planning on... Uh, getting back into it get bringing you some new episodes more frequently yeah <laughs> hopefully more frequently we can pray that everything works fine yep and no more moves for a while
you know, right. I still got to move into my permanent place in two weeks. So it's a fair warning in the next episode. I won't have a lot of furniture, so I'm going to have to hide myself in the closet for audio quality's sake. Whatever gets the job done, right? Right. All right. So I think with that, unless there's anything else you want to add. No, I'm good. So thank you, Kingsters, for coming back for a new episode after so long. All right, with that, my name's Reggie. And I'm Jason. And you've been listening to Six Six Feet Feet Sonder. Good enough for me. Close enough for government work.